Hey everybody, just wanted to pop in before the episode started to say thank you to everyone who tuned into the live stream with Kristen from Black Talk Radio. It was a good time. We had some good questions. Um, thank you, Kristen, for coming on. We had a really good discussion about being a college student, being new in the media industry, networking, and we even got into some pop culture topics which was really really fun so everybody enjoy this episode once again thank you for tuning in make sure that you follow the devon hour on instagram on twitter also make sure that you are following us on whatever streaming platform that you are listening on so you could get weekly updates on the devon hour thank you so much and enjoy the episode Hey everybody, welcome to the Devin Hour. This is your host, Devin. And today we have a very, very special guest, somebody who I think is long overdue to come on the Devin Hour, to be honest. I feel like we should have ended this. <laughs> no, but <definitely. laughs> here we are. Welcome, Kristen from Black Talk Radio. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Yes. So basically, the premise for today's show is that we're going to talk about like just starting up within this industry and then we're going to get into some pop culture topics because i know me and you love to talk some shit <laughs> so here we are you ready yes okay period so before we get into all that how has your um quarantine been um it's been going i mean i've been home i'm with my family everyone's healthy that's just the important part just social distancing doing what we have to do but yeah. I've pretty, it's been pretty good I was telling people that I had absolutely no problem staying at home <laughs> because this has been the most relaxing time for me. Mm-hmm. And nine times out of 10, when all this is over, we're not going to have a chance to sit in our houses ever again. So I'm trying to enjoy this moment because we're not, yeah. we're never going to get it ever again, ever again. I don't know though. I'm definitely not a homebody. So like I had to adjust. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I'd rather be safe than sorry, so. Yes. Have you been seeing your friends and stuff going outside and interacting with each other? No. I literally got off the plane from L.A. to back to Jersey, and I've been home. Like, the only time I've been outside was maybe to go to the store with, like, my sister or something. But other than that, I'm home. Like, I didn't see any of my friends. And I didn't even see them prior to quarantine because I was in L.A. All of my friends have been outside. (laughs) Every single one there, I guess they collectively decided that they're bored with this quarantine. So now they're just all outside. We are both college students. Well, I'm done. Yes. <laughs> Congratulations. Yes. Um, but we're both college students who went into like the media field. What made you want to get into this particular field? Um, well, it really started in high school for me. So mm-hmm. I, my cousin, she was going to Rutgers uh, University the Newark campus, and she started, like, a radio show, and she asked me, like, oh, did I want to join the show, and I was like, yeah, sure, it was called Island Mix Radio, and we talked about, like, a lot of Caribbean culture topics and stuff, and I was like, oh, like, this is cool, and then one of my other friends, she had a radio show at the time, and I was, like, a guest uh, co-host, probably once in a blue moon, so that was really cool, 
And then I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm liking radio a lot. And then also my senior year of high school is when I started my YouTube channel. And I was doing interviews on there. So then nationally, I was like, okay, like, I think this is where I want to go for, like, as far as my major goes, definitely, like, communications, media field. Um, and then my freshman year of college, I started my own personal Black Talk Radio and just kept going with it. What made you want to start Black Talk Radio? Well, first, I wasn't doing the radio show at Rutgers anymore because that mm. got, like, canceled. But I missed radio. So I was like, okay, when I get to, like, when I start undergrad, I'm going to start my own show. So backstory, uh, I could not come up with a name, like, at all. Like, that was my biggest issue coming up with the name. But I knew what I wanted to cover. Like, I knew I wanted to cover Black news, hip-hop entertainment, stuff like that, because that has always been, like, my, I think, my niche and something that I've always been passionate about. But then I'm like... I was thinking, thinking, and I was like, okay, I like how Black Talk Radio sounds. I think it has like a, like a, it makes me like an edgy kind of look to right. it. Right. So then I was like, okay, I'll go with that. And then I was like, I want to focus on Black artists, though, and entrepreneurs as far as in interviewing goes, because I feel like a lot of times people will say like people of color, but like never just like focus on Black people. Right. So that was like something I really wanted to dedicate my, um, you know, interviews focusing on like underground artists, entrepreneurs. Yeah, same, same over here. Because when I got to Kane, I was like, there is an underwhelming amount of black representation up in the school. So definitely, when I got to the WKNJ, I for sure made that shit black as hell. When I became program director <laughs> of that shit, it was just mad niggas running straight to this radio station. And I was like, good. Yeah, but definitely we need more uh, more representation for Black artists and just Black people in media in general. Right. Because especially people who are unapologetically Black. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm just very happy that, like, me and you both, we are individuals who are just unapologetically Black, who are just here to represent and put other people on. Right. Yeah, that was my biggest thing. Like, I always was a, um, a big fan of um, helping people as I climb up the ladder. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, with every opportunity, even if you like, even if you're just my friend, like, you know, like, I'm always like trying to give back in some type of way. And I feel like Black Talk Radio and me interviewing up and coming artists has really been one of my biggest ways of giving back. And also to my campus, because there has been like, no radio show like mine. Um, right. I go to Drew University, for those of you who don't know, y'all might not even know that school. I feel like so many people in Jersey sometimes don't even know like drew but yeah that's where i go and i also girl isn't that out in the woods yeah they call it the forest <laughs> it's, in, it's in madison um mm -hmm. it's a nice it's a really nice campus though but like i even hosted like an event every year it's called for the culture on campus yes. i have like um artists come out and perform and stuff and it's just like a really dope way to just get people exposed to black it up Period. So, uh, how has Corona affected your um your work ethic? Oh, Corona. Okay, let me tell y'all. <laughs> Life, Corona really just <laughs> she just messed me up. But I'm getting back on track. Cause so, you were in LA. Yeah. So basically, this I'm a junior. Well, I'm just I just finished my junior year. I'm about to be a senior. So this semester, I was um studying in LA through Temple University. 
they mm -hmm. have an LA study away program. So it's like basically study abroad, but not abroad because obviously I'm still in the United States. So yes. I was taking classes and then I was doing, I was interning. So a part of the program is you have to do like an internship. So I was interning at two places, Power 106 FM, which is LA's number one for hip hop radio station. And then After Buzz TV, which is a TV. <gasps> Maria Menounos, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. And they have, they do a bunch of like after show recaps of your favorite shows. Yeah, I love I was, After Buzz. Yeah, I was interning at both of those places and then I was taking classes. So I was doing that until March, like what, 18 is when I think I left LA because they basically terminated the program. So it was, they were either like, you can stay in LA and, you know, you can stay in LA and stay in your apartment, but the program is terminated and you have to sign a waiver that basically says, if anything happens to you, that's you on your own. So like, say for if they they restrict travel and you can't come back at the end of the semester or if you do get sick like that's not on them so I decided to leave I didn't really think it was necessary for me to stay because classes had been moved to online after Buzz TV I was working remotely my internship at Power 106 it got like cut short like they ended up having interns not return so like even now um everyone that works in the office like marketing side too of Power they work from home and then like my mentors Brianna and Kane who I was working with they do they host the show and Kane is the producer they're still in studio but they're only ha they, like literally the people that have to be in studio or the people that are in studio right so that ended early so then I was like there's no point in me staying here like who wants to be quarantined across the country not with their family so I decided to come home um, since I've been home now, I finished up the semester, was doing online classes, doing the whole Zoom thing. Hey, 10 out of 10, don't recommend. Horrible. <laughs> Horrible. And then what I really was really upset about was I just had found a studio in LA. I think I found it in the beginning of February. And then I had to leave in March because so, it took me a, a minute to find a studio. Were you just Black Talk Radio, right? Yeah. So I did get to do a couple of shows in LA, but then I had to leave. So then when I came home, I was like, okay, what am I going to do? Like, I feel so stuck because it's like, I still want to keep doing my show, but like every studio is closed, like not an essential business, right? So I decided to do the Instagram live interviews and I think they've been going really good for me. Um, I also felt like I launched uh, blacktalkradio.co in January and I've been way more active on there. So we publish articles for like up and coming artists, um, music releases, things of that nature and entrepreneurs as well. And I have a contribution writer now. So I feel like, yeah, I had to end my LA trip early and I was really doing a lot out there, but I feel like me coming home has allowed me to expand my brand and kind of just really sit with it. Cause I feel like any other time, it was like, okay, it was my Black Talk Radio, but it was also school. It was also maybe me working for another company. But mm -hmm. right now, it's just me and Black Talk Radio. So just looking at the outcome and the new opportunity that, that may have came out of a situation like this. Yeah, that's definitely the best thing that has come out of all of this, is that we get to spend more time on our craft. Right. I have never spent so much time looking at Adobe Premiere in my entire <laughs> life. I'm so sick and tired of her. But yeah. we need to get work done. But yeah, that this is crazy. But it's nice to see that a lot of other people are also being creative. Like even mm -hmm. if it's 
even if it's not like this, they're doing like TikToks, YouTube videos. Oh yeah, I love that. Um, I but you know, I also think it's if you don't. I, I feel like if you don't want to be creative, that's okay too. Because mm -hmm. I know um, there there's. I feel like not more so now, but in the beginning of quarantine, there was like a big like thing like you need to be doing something creative or you need to keep working. When in hindsight, you really don't have to. Like if you don't want to do that, you don't have to. Like there's days where. I don't write or I don't go on Instagram live or I don't do anything in regards to my show, but I just play Sims all day or I be on FaceTime with my friends or I watch it. Yeah. It's like, that's cool too. So just do whatever you feel is right. And that's balance. Mm -hmm. Is you balancing out when to do work and when to have time for yourself. Because when, because one thing that really, um, that I was really worried about coming into quarantine was that everything was going to be work, work, work. Because now that you're at home, your home is now becoming your job. Because now you're bringing all that stuff at home. So I think that balance of like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to just play Sims, or I'm gonna just stay on my phone all day, and then the next right. day get to work. That's the most important part. But you know, you are 100% correct. People were telling everybody, oh, well, you need to start doing your investments. You need mm -hmm. to start creating your little small business. And I'm just over here like, bitch, can I just finish the semester? Nah, that's definitely facts. <laughs> yeah, so I think people are just wilding when we're like, oh, let me start a business, girl. I ain't got time for that. I'm going to just do these little interviews and YouTube videos, <laughs> okay? And then if I decide to do a big-ass project, then I'm going to do that on my own time, period. So one of the most important parts of our um, industry is, like, network. Mm -hmm. So how do you go about networking? Because even I still get nervous about, like, messaging people and reaching out to others um you know this is something i struggled with myself especially when i first got to la because um i took a class it's called entertainment industry perspectives and it basically teaches you how teaches you how to maneuver in the industry specifically in la and this was like the maybe the second day i got there we had a um we went to like a open bar mixer the class with my professor and he got to know everybody you went to a bar with your professor yeah, like, okay, L.A. culture is, like, real um, chill. So, like, anywhere you go, it's about networking, essentially. Like, when you go to a bar and stuff, um, they'll, have a lot of, they'll have a lot of networking events in bars or a lot of events that you go to will have open bar. So, yeah, that was, like, the second day. And I was telling him, like, you know, I'm afraid of, like, networking because I feel like it can come off as fake almost sometimes. Yeah. Like, you don't know how to approach the person. You don't want to make it seem like you're trying to use them. And he was, like, the most important thing about networking is to just try to build a friendship. And honestly, I feel like the most connections that you get are... They come organic. Like, I feel like they come organically. I mean, I've, I'm not really big on, like reaching out to people via, like, social media or online. But I do know that it works, though. I mean, that's something I did say I wanted to do while in quarantine. Um, I made a list of, like, 10 people in the industry that, you know, I admire or whatever. And I said, you know, I will reach out to a couple, maybe have, like, inf informational sessions. So as far as networking goes, if you're, like, a student or a recent grad, like, what I learned is to use that to your advantage. People like that. If if think of someone that you admire whatever if you're just literally reaching out to say hey i just want an informational se session with you and i admire what you do they like that because nine times out of ten 
the emails that they get are from people that's trying to gain opportunity. But mm -hmm. once they see that, that someone just, hey, might want to talk to them or learn from them, like people, you know, they appreciate that. So I feel like that's a good way, um, social media and definitely like emailing. And to be honest, you, you maybe you might have to send one email and then they don't respond and you follow up two, three, three, two to three weeks later. But that's okay. Um, my mentors, I, I met them through interning which I think is super important. Uh, I just mentioned Brianna from Power 106 and Kane. I feel like those are my most, as far as industry and networking, those are like my biggest uh, mentors right now. And that's why I love that internship so much because I felt like that was the first time I actually gained real mentors in my field the directly right. with something that I want to do. So I feel like interning and then, but sometimes, you know, if you don't, you might go to internship and you might not even, it's not to say that you don't have a good experience, but you guys might not get that close, you know? And right. I feel like that's okay, too. Um, so that's why you can try other ways, like looking through social media and LinkedIn. Now, as far as networking networking events go, um, I was going to a lot of stuff by myself in L.A. <laughs> because I was finding out, I mean, I was going to a lot of stuff by myself um, and then just meeting people there. Mm-hmm. I think you just got to be open and kind of just read the room. For sure. And For just, sure. Um, One thing I noticed, though, at these, like, networking events, since everybody kind of has, like, um, an objective, mm -hmm. it could get a little bit, like, tense. Because mm -hmm. everybody has a goal. So it's kind of yeah. like, Ooh. I went to a podcasting seminar, mm -hmm. like, in September. And people... At first, I was like, oh, hell no, because everybody was just focused on trying to get to know the um, the people that were, like, talking, that was hosting the seminar. Right. But then once everybody calmed down and there was a couple of drinks, and then people started <laughs> being very, very friendly and nice. And, yeah, this, this is better that way. It's better when you're just trying to, like, get to know people instead of Looking having for... work be the main priority. Right. Also, I feel like a lot of people sleep on this, but networking across, um, you know, there's people I've met at networking events that like I met this guy in LA shout out to uh his at name is music mistake on Instagram he does a lot of dope stuff mm -hmm. but I met him at a BT event and he works every award show like a part of his of his job is to work award shows so every so I met him during the Grammy no he was working the Grammys I met him during Grammy weekend and then we ended up linking back up when it was time for the NAACP image awards so, like, is and the crazy part is we just started talking at the BET event because he liked my blazer. Like, just off of some random stuff. Right. So, I feel like I like, you know, genuine connections like that. I have another friend. Shout out to Sharon. I met her at a networking event my freshman year of college. And we're still cool to this day. And, you know, she's worked with BT. She works with Viacom now. But I feel like a lot of what people do is they're so focused on networking up that they don't even forget about networking across. Because you're, like, say for the people that I just listed, they're working for award shows and Viacom, which is, like, one of the biggest media companies now. But if I had looked at them like, oh, they're just like me. Like, I'm not even about to, I'm not even about to try to get to know them. Then, you know, that would have been me losing out on the connection. Right. And also, when you think about it, we are what's next up. Like, 
the OGs, like, yeah, they're in their place, but they're not going to be there forever. Like, there's going to be people that replace them, and nine times out of ten, those people are people that are our age. Right. That's No, that's facts. A lot of people, when they go into networking, they really do forget that they're, you have peers that you could be working with, mm-hmm. and you could be working together to help rise. I feel like this, a lot of people within, like, the media field, um, is they always so focus on themselves, they forget about others. And I really, I personally am a believer that people work better as an, as a group, as a collective. So that's why it's very important to have those people who are you on the same level with, so everybody could work together so we all could succeed and get some coin. Hey everyone, just popping in to say, make sure that you go ahead and go stream the Black Minds podcast. The Black Minds podcast is one of my new favorite podcasts, also a podcast that I had a hand in creating, so everybody go stream them i absolutely love those kids uh they are like my little prodigies so make sure you go stream the black minds podcast on anchor spotify and apple Podcasts. now let's get back into the episode so who are some of your um inspirations um okay so as far as media goes some of my inspirations uh my mentor brianna um also my other mentor kane who else inspires me I don't know. I'm not big. I mean, I'm big on inspo. I mean, I like uh, Mia Bell NYC. She's uh, on High 97. Mm-hmm. Um, I like everybody at Power 105.1. Nyla Simone, dope, young, really doing her thing. Um, you know, the thing is, I have inspiration, but I guess right now I'm kind of, the people that really inspire me the most are my mentors, like Brian and Kane, because I feel like they're really in the industry and I could talk to them like you know like I feel like it's different when you have someone that inspires you but you can't really get in contact with them but the people like I and also what I've learned in being in LA too a lot of people that you look up to in real life sometimes they're shitty so (laughs) (laughs) um my mom inspires me I'm really big on people I know right now that and that really are my inspiration. Yeah. Could be like people I watch and stuff. And that's not to say they're not my inspiration, but it's just like a level, I guess. My mentor said, Kane, it was like, you know, especially people that come into the industry and they gain money. You can always tell. You can always tell the people that have you can always tell the people that they they were always mean because when they get money they're meaner. And right. for the people that, you know, have always been super chill. And then they get money and they're still super chill. Like I met money Amine. shows people's true colors for real. Right. I met Amine at Power. Dope guy. So nice. Mm-hmm. Like he probably he's probably always been a nice person. Also, Jocelyn is very nice. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Girl, what, the- what? Are you serious? People wouldn't think that, but she's really nice. I mean, I, as far but as you know what, it is editing and producing. So on yeah, the show, to be honest, a lot of um. A lot of people that I've met that work in reality, they tell me, like, in post, they do what they want. So they have to make it look juicy. Yeah. That's facts. We don't, but I feel like with reality television, we don't have crazy ass natural characters like we used to. Like, when you look at um, Flavor of Love, there was really no producers really producing that because those girls were just that damn crazy. Like, they were really nutty. I miss those days. I really do. <laughs> Reality TV was good back then. More authentic. Well, enough about the business shit. Let's get into the 
Let's get into the shit. Let's get into the tea. Okay. So this is what we do best on the Devon Hour. Um, I think I coined this section of the show Hot Mess. Mm-hmm. So I just have a couple pop culture topics. Um, nothing too crazy. So first, did you watch Eric Badu's and Jill Scott's live? Yes. What I is your opinion? I feel like Jill Scott played every single album cut <laughs> that she had. Because I was like, what the fuck is this song? What is this song? But um, she put me on. I honestly wasn't, a, like, I didn't really listen to Jill Scott growing mm -hmm. up. I really listened to Erica more. So, like, I knew a lot of Erica songs, but not a lot of Jill songs. So it was more so a learning experience for me. But I thought it was super dope. Um, you know, it definitely showed, like, woman empowerment. I love how they spoke about how people try to pin them against each other, but they, you know, they're not into that. So it was cool, like, a little chill, dope vibe. Isn't it crazy how they try to put those two together, but they were writing music for each other? Yeah. <laughs> like, they told the industry, they said, fuck you, we're going to do whatever we want to do. Period. Which I is great. This, I love this Versus uh, series, though. I think it's really dope. It is really cute. I heard that John Legend said he wants to go against Alicia Keys. I'll be here for that. Oh, that'll be good. And then they said um, Nelly versus... Who they said? Nelly versus Ludacris? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my, I think that's Saturday. Well, that's going to be country as hell because I don't know any of their music. <laughs> I don't know anything about Ludacris or Nelly. I'm a, bit, like, I'm a big hip-hop head, like, big rap head. Like, I like R&B, but I like rap a lot, and I love hip-hop, like, at to my core. <laughs> Do you have, like, a top five? That's real hard. I feel like, okay, top five for, like, rap? Yeah. Like, artists? Um... Okay, if we're talking like the king, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna say hold for sure. Okay. Um, what that's one. I can't, like, it's so hard because there's so many different sections of hip hop, like, mm -hmm. broken up into my mind. But definitely hold, definitely Biggie, definitely Tupac, those three. If I could say two more, mm, I think. Definitely 50 Cent um, is a good one. One more person. Who's another OG? Nas is pretty good. I would have to say Nas. It would have really been Kanye up in there, but he messed it up for me. <laughs> Coonin and buffoonin. That's how I, that's how I clock Kanye. But um, <laughs> no, for me, it's definitely, I love um, Outkast so oh, much. Oh, Okay. I listened to their album for the first time. I think it was called Stinkonia, like, a couple weeks ago. And that shit, when I tell you that album, first off, it's long as hell. It was, like, two hours. Who but is the Outkast members? Um, Big Boy and um, Andre. I saw Big Boy in concert. <laughs> what? When I, I had worked at um, the NAACP, their after party, mm -hmm. and performed. It was pretty cool. It was just real loud. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Yeah. It was yep. Like, okay, go ahead, though. Outcast. Yeah, I love Outcast. Um, you know, I, I don't... At first, I really didn't put Lil Wayne, like, up there until I... I forgot about Lil Wayne! Dude. Until I revisited his music. And I was like, wait, hold up. Lil Wayne got fire songs on every single album. Mm-hmm, yeah, I do. But the thing is, I feel like Lil Wayne... 
if I was to put Lil Wayne in something, it wouldn't be with Hove and like Nas in them because mm-hmm. before him. So I feel like Lil Wayne would be like the next five, you know? Right. Like he starts off the next generation yeah. of, of artists. Because he did. Like he influenced all of them, practically. But all the new current artists. Mm-hmm. So I live for Mr. Wayne. Um, so yeah, finally, let's talk about Mr. Uh, 6ix9ine. <laughs> How, first off, who let him out of jail? That's my I, question. See, my thing with 6ix9ine, it's crazy because before 6ix9ine got out of jail, I was reporting on 6ix9ine every week on my show. Like, I had, I think I had a little thing. Like, it was just like the 6ix9ine update or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like, I don't know. Like, he's just there. Like, I really don't care anymore. Like, I feel like people give him clout. Like, they give him what he wants, like, attention. I mean, to a certain degree, I do understand what he was saying about, like, oh, if 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 this amount of people did this to you and y'all were supposed to be in a brotherhood, then, yeah, you was obviously snitched. Like, a part of me understands that, but then a part of me is like, but, like, Mm, this is what you signed like you signed up to be in his life and I feel like I'm sure it's you got I feel like it's a you signed up to be here so stay 10 toes down type thing right but then it's like I don't know yeah I I just feel like I don't want to talk about like just make him go away (laughs) like he that's what bothers me the most because he pops his shit in all that music you had niggas out here legit defending him for all these years. Remember when he was popping all that shit with, like, um, Chief Keef and all that? Like, he was real, he was acting real gangster. So my thing is keep that same energy even if you, even when you come out of jail. Like, just keep that same energy. And just... Yeah. He really, he really bothers me. It amazes me, like, his demographic. Like, I don't know. They be eating it up. It bothers me how many black people support him. Yeah, also my issue with 6 9 is he keeps saying the N-word. <laughs> I tweeted the other day, and I said, how, I said, can you please keep this Mexican guy who says nigga off my timeline? Thank you very much. Because I don't get it. I'm like, y'all look at him, and you think he's going to sit with us? Yeah, it's a no for me, man. Yeah, and the amount of artists that are, like, working with him, too, amazes me. Yeah, um, I don't know. I wonder where he'll be in a couple of months. I feel like he's on top right now because, like, he just got out and, like, we're not doing anything and, like, we're on social media anyway, <laughs> so it's just like, okay. And that's where he thrives, on social media. Like, he's literally a troll, but I don't know. I feel like maybe when the world, when outside opens back up... <laughs> East Coast shit, Spanish people allowed to say nigga too. I mean, if you're a black Hispanic, sure. We have La- yeah, Afro-Latinas here. Actually, I had a conversation about that, though. Like, about Spanish people saying the N-word, and my friend Loki made a good point. I mean, I don't really mess with it too much, but I get the validation behind it. It was basically saying, like, I mean, and I went to my high school was predominantly um, Hispanic people. Mm-hmm. And they said the N-word, and I never said anything about it. But I don't even think in high school, like, I really paid attention and stuff like that for real, to be honest, till I got to college. But, you know, someone made a good point. Like, there's Spanish people that they're around Black people all the time. They live in the same environment. They're going to say the N-word. And if nobody's telling them, like, yo, you can't even say it, like, it doesn't dip. It doesn't even read to them. 
Yeah. It's not to say it's right at all, but like there are some people that they you really could be like, okay, but why are you saying Edward? And they're like, what are you talking about? Like I'm saying Edward since I was like five, and nobody yeah. said nothing to me. So I agree because when I went to um I went to a high school that was predominantly Hispanic too. Mm-hmm. It was a lot. It was a lot. So. Mm-hmm. Like, I understand that, but also at the same time, like, us as Black people, we don't go out of our way to infiltrate Spanish people culture. Like, we don't say the things that they say. We don't right. do the things that they do. Like, we know, we witness, like, we see them, and we acknowledge their culture, which is great, but we don't actively participate in their culture. We don't actively say the things that they be saying to each other. Mm-hmm. So I just think it's, um, I think it's just how much they value Blackness, or because it kind of it's kind of reflective of how like America is how every time a black person do something everybody else is kind of copying off of. Yeah. We're really influential. All that to say that we're re- we really <laughs> What can I say? I don't make the rules. We call them papi puta. Who calls them a puta? I don't say that shit. I call you bitch. That's what I say. I no Why am I going to go out my way to use a whole nother language to call somebody a bitch? Come on. Yes, everybody must be us, but don't want to live our experience. Yeah, that's that's it. And uh, shout out to the comments, Naya of oh, the Black Minds. Everybody's going off in here. Um, <laughs> Naya said the fact that people completely disregard Six Nine's whole pedophile yes. register sex offender. Yeah, I've been saw that. That's another thing. I mean, that that should have been enough for y'all to. But the case is still going, and I have to read more. I feel like I have to do more research about it. Like, I've just been hearing he's a sex offender, so I haven't made any comments on it because as a journalist, I'm not one to just comment on stuff with elite, with not knowing the backstory. Now, I personally, in my mind, I'm like, okay, they said that's what he is, that's what he is. But for me to, like, talk about it openly on social media and stuff, I'm not going to do that unless I have information to back it up because that's just the type of person I am. You know what is you know is a good way to do it and not like address it cr- like wholly. You just be like allegedly, right? <laughs> I'm good for allegedly. Yeah, like they saying the streets is talking. They are saying around here that this person did this, that, and the third. And I just leave it at that. And I just let everybody else argue. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was really good because I know you have to get somewhere, right? Yeah, my sister, she's going to be on uh, Investigation Discovery tonight, so I'll be watching that. And Oh, yeah, my sister's what? an actor. <laughs> my sister's an actor. So. Girl, let me tell you, Investigation be booking everybody. Where is, where is my contract? Yes, so you guys should watch. It's going to be on at 9 o'clock. Yes, go tune into that. But yeah, it was great to have you on. Thank I feel like this you. was, like I said in the beginning, it was very much long overdue. We should have ended this. Right. We have to have some in-person stuff when Corona's over. Yeah, for real. When you get back into school, right? Yeah. We could probably collab. I could probably go to Drew. I don't know where the hell Drew is at. You said Madison. Yeah. Um, you know where Morristown is? Morristown? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't Farley Dickinson out there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in the same town as Fairly. Okay. Girl, I don't know how you do it with Fairly Dickinson out there. I mean, I don't go there. I've never been to that school. No, oh, girl, I have. And I was like, these boys. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> Run away. Oh. Don't go to that school. I'm dead. <laughs> 
But yeah, thank you for coming on. Everybody, please follow uh, Kristen over here. She's absolutely amazing. Her Black Talk Radio is spectacular. Thank um, you. Connect with her, network with her, get to know her, love on her, do all that stuff. Um, so yeah, everybody look out for my next couple of other interviews I have coming up. I have Tishiana from Love Every Flaw coming on, Damon St. Cloud. I have Seven coming on, who is a LGBTQ rapper, black rapper, who I absolutely adore and love. So everybody stay tuned for that. There's a whole lot of shit going on with the Devin Hour. Like I said, go check out Black Talk Radio. A whole bunch of artists going to her show, and they're absolutely amazing. You have real verified artists on there, too, sis. <laughs> Yes, uh, I just did an interview Friday with Lola Brooke. She's from mm -hmm. Brooklyn. That is the latest episode out right now. And yeah, we, we starting to pop. We working. Period. Thank you so much. This was so much fun. I love this. Yes, I'm, I'm being definitely upset. gonna do this again. <laughs> We're definitely gonna have to do this again, for real. Yeah, for sure. Alrighty, see you, Kristen. Bye.